resilient leader is a person who sees failures as temporary setbacks that they can recover from. They maintain a positive attitude and a strong sense of opportunity during periods of turbulence. When faced with ambiguity, a resilient leader finds ways to move forward and avoids getting stuck. It's a skill you didn't know you need until you really need it. Today, we are sharing research about the qualities of the most resilient leaders and how they became that way. Welcome to the 90th Percentile, an unconventional leadership podcast by Zanger Folkman. Each week, using research from over 1.5 million global assessments of leaders, we analyze different leadership traits, trends, and what it really takes for leaders to get to the 90th percentile. Joining me today is renowned psychometrician, author, and my very resilient father, Joe Folkman. Do you feel like you are a more resilient person after this last year? This year has been a real trial and a test. And it's been a real difficult year for our family. And um, for me personally, uh, I, my life shifted significantly. I, I, you remember I used to travel every week? I do. I know. I, well, you were like, you were weekend dad. Yeah. Well, I've been home all year. And I haven't gone to the airport once, and that's really been a real change. I was reading this article. It was describing resilience as the ability to recover from difficult experiences and setbacks, to adapt, move forward, and sometimes even experience growth. It said, quote, you can think of resilience as a set of skills that can be and often is learned. Part of the skill building comes from exposure to very difficult but manageable experiences. In other words, difficult experiences help us to build this skill of resilience. So I was wondering if uh, you're willing <laughs> to talk about uh, the probably the worst part of last year, which was your fatal bike ride and, and what that taught you about resilience. So I uh, love, well, past tense, I love to ride <laughs> my bike up, uh, up the canyon by my house. And I had ridden up this very steep hill on this long canyon called South Fork. And I, what was fun was when you got to the top of the hill, you just turn around and you let the, the brakes go and you come down as fast as you can. And it's a paved road. So I was going about 30 miles an hour. <laughs> and I got over to the side of the road. I'm not sure exactly what happened because when I woke up, I had hit some rocks on the side of the road. I was off my bike and I was having trouble breathing. And I finally caught my breath. And uh, I turns out I broke 12 ribs some of them in multiple places. So I got home. My wife took me to the hospital. I, I had heard some good news when I came in because they said, we're going to upgrade you. <laughs> and I thought, wow, I'm going to get a better room. And no, I'm, I'm just more serious than I thought. <laughs> so anyway, I, I ended up uh, being in the hospital for eight days. 
And I have to say, uh, I've never been depressed before. But on day seven, I, I mean, I, I lost my appetite. I, I, I wasn't eating. My digestive system wasn't working at all. And it just, I'd never experienced that before. And it, it was really scary to kind of have that, that experience. But, you know, it's kind of interesting because I ended up getting a hamburger to eat that night, which kind of re rejuvenated my appetite. And then finally they said, okay, you can go home. And it was like, I get to go home. The little steps forward, the things, you know, I did, I wasn't discouraged anymore. I wasn't depressed. I mean, my wife was scared to death, but I was really confident I was going to recover. I, you know, it's those little steps forward that, that really helped build my resilience. And I admit, when I was at that day seven was just terrible, but you just continue on and things do get better. Hurt, pain, it goes away over time. Yeah. And as difficult as it is, I mean, every single person can think of the different trials and tests that they were put through in their life and last year, but those experiences do help us build resilience. So last year, amidst everything, um, you wanted to kind of delve a little bit deeper and learn about leaders who had mastered this particular skill. And what is it that they did that made others perceive them to be so resilient. And this led you to, of course, create an assessment that measures resilience. And it also measured nine other leadership competencies. And you collected data on about 500 leaders, right? Yeah, we were interested in the impact of leaders who rated the highest on resilience, those in the top 10% versus those in the bottom 10%. When we looked at the overall ratings, uh, of effectiveness, it was obvious that the most resilient leaders were viewed as the most effective leaders as well. At the same time last year, you also um, put out a self-assessment survey that had about a global database of more than about 1,300 responses. So what, what things stood out to you in that particular assessment? Well, we looked at people who had a strong preference for resilience and we found uh, they were quick to take action and act independently. The most resilient people were more reactive than thoughtful. Uh, they were focused on action more than relationships. Well, and they were also more willing to take risks, to make decisions quickly. Being resilient as an individual and being viewed as a resilient leader requires you to bring others along with you. Now, to understand the key behaviors that help leaders demonstrate their resiliency, you compared the most resilient leaders to the least and were able to find about seven factors. Right. And it's interesting because this is a difficult thing. So these are the behaviors that people did that were more resilient. Number one, they communicated powerfully. Some individuals will often act individually and not inform others about what they are trying to do. When driving down a freeway, it's always appreciated when people are trying to move into the other lane, if they signal their intention. <laughs> yes. 
The most resilient leaders were effective at communicating their intentions to others. They were willing to help others understand a new strategy or direction. Effective communication often helps others change their expectations about the new direction. When I communicate to others, I'm going to do something that puts me on record and makes me more accountable to take action. Exactly. The next skill was they were coachable. So Stephen M. Southwick, he is a professor emeritus of psychiatry at Yale University. And he's also the author of a book on resilience. He said, very few resilient people go it alone. Resilient people have a support system and they support others. At Zanger Folkman, our research showed that resilient leaders are open to feedback and often asked others for feedback. Another characteristic of these resilient leaders were they built positive relationships and they were more trusting. When others trust me, I'm more likely to try something new or do something difficult. When others doubt me, I doubt myself. By building trust and being open to differences, these leaders were able to build strong teams by building positive relationships. If we want individuals to make a dramatic change, and if they don't trust you, they'll probably resist making that change themselves. The next was a little surprising to me. It is that resilient leaders are bold risk takers. Um, I guess that, that does make sense that resilient people aren't, are not scared to take a risk and try something new. Yes, it's easy for most individuals to be stuck in a rut in which they continue to conduct work in the same way from year to year. That approach works well until the world changes requiring organizations to change or die. I think we can relate to this because most of us during the pandemic were forced to make some bold changes in the way that work got done and how we went about our work. Being able to make those changes made most people feel more resilient. Uh, the next uh, characteristic was their willingness or skill at developing others. Now, the most resilient leaders were not only interested in their own development, but they were concerned about the development of others. Seeing others learn a new skill and develop a new talent is rewarding in and of itself. And it makes people realize that others can change and they can improve. So can they. Resiliency is needed when we encounter failure. Developing others helps everyone learn from their mistakes. And we continue to find that leaders who want feedback for themselves are more likely to give productive feedback and coaching to others because they want honest feedback as well. Next is championing change. A very apparent quality in resilient leaders is they accept what they cannot change and focus their energy on what they actually can change. That is a sentence I say to myself often. <laughs> Instead of dwelling on the negative information when things are hard, they are looking for opportunities and finding the positive. They are willing to step up to provide the leadership to ensure that the organization will change. Change takes courage and, and requires a vision about where the organization is going. And resilient leaders embrace change and they also encourage others to as well. Another characteristic of the resilient leaders were they were decisive. Making decisions is always difficult, 
No person has all the data they need to understand all the eventualities. But organizations can't move forward until decisions get made. The most resilient leaders are effective at making decisions and moving forward. If they are the wrong decisions, they quickly make a change and go in a different direction. The proverb by Cato, swift and resolute action leads to success. Self-doubt is a prelude to disaster fits well here. Ah, very good statement. Over the last year, I think we all noticed those around us who were more resilient. And maybe you looked to them when you were trying to navigate how to adjust to the new world and the new normal and all this crazy stuff. Yeah. And as you think about these characteristics, uh, champions change, develop others, build positive trusting relationships, being more coachable, communicating, these things all affected us a a lot. And, And as we started to make a decision, it helped us to be more resilient. We all know resilient leaders are perceived more positively in an organization, but it's sometimes difficult to understand specifically what a leader can do to be reviewed as more resilient. Uh, Choosing to improve on even a few of these factors will help you be seen as a more resilient person. Life is full of unexpected setbacks, difficult experiences, and some unexpected changes. And crashes. And some unexpected crashes. Uh, Yes, I remember. But you get to decide how you will respond, how you're going to adapt, and how you move forward. The 90th Percentile, an unconventional leadership podcast, was written and recorded by Brianna Korn and Joe Folkman and produced by Singer Folkman with music by Pleasant Pictures. If you're interested in learning more about Singer Folkman's award-winning 360-degree assessments, leadership, and coaching offerings, or would like to attend our monthly webinar series hosted by Jack Singer and Joe Folkman, visit our website at sangerfolkman.com. If you liked our podcast, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher and leave us a five-star review. All resources and links to the research referenced in this episode can be found in the episode details or on our podcast page on sangerfolkman.com.